0: got one man up and Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle, got Mike Brown to beat at the last
1: line of a defense and here goes Joseph, Joseph's going to get over, well he was absolutely knocked back into next week by Atwood, Atwood has got titanium in his shoulders at the moment, Watson goes on the outside, oh Watson goes magnificently on the outside!
0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Bath Rugby Plug Podcast. The rugby podcast by the fans for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. My name is Gabriel and I'm joined in a room filled with Bath fans. That is Charlie. Hello everybody. And that is Tom. Hi Ron. How are we gents? Yeah, not too bad. Um, bit sore and a
2: bit stiff after the weekend. I was the only one who actually playing rugby. Uh, sadly we lost up at Old Sulians, but... Um, we're obviously missing something at number
0: 9 were won't we, G? <laughs> yeah, my birthday this work weekend. Rate,
1: work right around the park. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was not a big miss, but yeah, my birthday this weekend. So I wasn't playing. Um, did manage to watch the rugby though. So uh, yeah, had a good weekend. And I was with
1: you, Tom. How did you? How did you enjoy the weekend? Yeah, very good weekend, uh, as you say. Uh, celebrating celebrating your birthday. Um... It must have been awful then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I managed to uh, managed to stay awake for long enough on Sunday to uh, to watch the full eighty minutes of the rugby. Um, yes, yeah, so it was good. Yeah,
0: so then, fellas, um, we're back again, kissing our sisters this week. Um, what do we think <laughs> over all of the of the performance um, of this week? Was it more con- encouraging um,
1: encouraging than than the last last week's defeat to Toulouse? Um, yeah, I, I think I think it probably was more encouraging. You know, we we know we know that Wasps were a very good side. We went there, uh, you know, myself and Charlie both predicted uh, I think Wasps to win that game. Um, we went there, and we're probably actually coming away from it aggrieved that we didn't get the win. Obviously, another kick. Uh, later on in the match that we that we missed, and uh, you know what a different story this this Champions Cup could be already if we'd uh, managed to, to you know to to kick a couple of kicks. Yeah, it's two two close games that have gone begging
2: again, and I think we we can pro, uh, all probably agree it's been another case of a ten minute period where the game yeah. has just been completely turned on its head. So, you know. This time, you know, they did score a score a late try in well in the seventy first minute or whatever, whatever it was. But it was that minute after half time. We just looked like we were still in the changing rooms, and they scored three tries in ten minutes. They had about I think it was eighty nine percent of the possession in that first ten minutes uh, of the half. So it, it's just it just moments like that just seem to have summed up our season in yeah. general, really.
0: It's just so disappointing, because if you look at the group now, especially with the the result on Sunday, which we'll come on yeah. to with Toulouse beating Leinster, you know, the group's wide open, and we could very easily be um, two from two with nine points, maybe even ten points. Um, and, and we'd be right in the driving seat of the group, and uh, as opposed to that, we're on six po- uh, four, four points, four yeah. points. points, um, and probably you know struggling to get out of the group, and it's just those those fine margins which has been really disappointing again this week, lads.
1: Um but as I say, it is really yeah. frustrating. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't the last 10 minutes of the game as it has been sort of previously for us. But, you know, those three tries, 21 points in seven minutes, really isn't good enough. And Wassert obviously had a pretty stern uh, talking to them by Day Young at half time. And, you know, like you say, Charlie, we come out and your first 10 minutes, we're still in the changing room. I would say, though, I think the game, like sort of more generally, it was a really exciting game. And I think that was probably came about because, you know, both teams' willingness to play. And also, and, you know, Jerome Garces yeah, as well yeah. really let the really uh, sort of let the game let the game flow um, and I think it was only what six or seven, no, eight penalties there were uh, in the game, and not too many forced errors. Handling was very good, so uh, what an exciting game to watch it was. And you know, yeah. five five converted tries each. And just on that, I know Galileo in particular in the
0: commentary team was was pretty aggrieved by the the free fall at the breakdown. But I really enjoyed the game, and I you know I quite like that style of refereeing. You know, it allowed the game to allowed the game to flow, and I thought you know it it made it a better spectacle for that.
2: Yeah, well, it was it was was an exciting game to watch. Uh, some good running rugby, uh, but as you say, it was, it, it, it was interesting. Uh, it, the, the lack of penalties, so it's good. I, you know, but you could argue that's the way the game's been refereed. Uh, but I also, I think Bath did sharpen up in that in that area. We've uh, we, yeah. we've highlighted discipline as something we needed to work on for quite a while, um, and that was sorted out. Um, but the the area where i think we really let them into it was just not looking after the bull in in ways and that that's what i think these periods might be coming down to where we've just let teams back in is when it, when when we've had one try quickly scored against us for example just after half time uh we don't look after the ball from the kickoff and it gets dropped and then there's where's a high ball and we get immediately turned over people aren't supporting him and it just it just seems like these periods where we've just turned off we're letting our heads drop too much and when we don't look after the ball we're just we're just always on the back foot and they 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 there were some some really lovely pieces of interplay by Wasps. You no know, credit to them where it's where it's due. Um, Elliot Daly throwing uh, throwing oh, a lovely offload. Yeah. lovely offload which just took two men out of the game and set up the try. I, I, I can't remember if it was Daly again earlier who uh, who put a lovely ball o- over the top. I think for their first try. But then otherwise it's just it's it's just um, uh, them getting over the gain line. We just as you
1: say we just looked asleep. Yeah, and you you make those points about you know. Um, after we scored, not getting our exit strategy right. And that was really frustrating. I thought when we went ahead, well, I think we we're 35, 28 ahead, and off the kickoff, you know, Garvey goes up and drops it. And he, you know, he, he catched that 99 times out of 100. And But it's about. Two years
0: ex- ago, he catched that 99 times yeah. out of 100. Well, yeah.
1: I, 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 it's just about executing the skills at the right time of the game. Like anyone can sort of execute that skill when, uh, when, when there's no pressure. But uh, yeah, we just need to get better at, at making. Sort of uh, making our skills count at you know when it when it when it counts really in those moments. Yeah, as as, as you say, you know, ever we are going to make those errors. Everyone makes the
2: everyone makes errors, uh, but it's about when and where you make those errors that really affect games. So uh, should we pick out some? Uh, yeah, some yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll
0: just say before we move on to it, I think like. In that ten-minute period, we really struggled to, to to get the ball, to get our hands on the ball, and get any any field position or territory. Um, it just seemed like it was a ten-minute period where where they had all the ball and not only all the ball, but all the all the territory, and we couldn't get out. Yeah, so, you know,
2: as, as I say, they had eighty-nine yeah, percent yeah. possession and all, and all the territory
0: period. as well. It just seemed like we couldn't. There was no, there wasn't one, you know, one one player that was just going right. Let's slow down. Let's get our hands on the ball. And let's just calm this down because in that ten-minute period, we massively with the momentum. Um, the crowd are right behind them giving it a home being at being given that it's a home game oh, okay. um, and I think it just took one of our players maybe Chudley maybe Burns you know the generals at 9 and 10 just to put their foot on the ball um, and just, just to, listen to, to you
1: now, Chudley and Burns, the generals at nine and ten. <laughs> How he changes his tune. Yeah. I wasn't
0: saying they, they were good generals. I'm just saying they were the designated generals at nine and ten. You I just got, think it took You've got Will Chudley to... tattooed on you now, haven't
2: you? After that <laughs> performance. Yeah, he had a very good game, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, good game. It would have been nice for to see that that kick at the box kick at the end, which led to their final try, um, be put be put into the stands. I know something you've brought up with Priestland in the past. Yeah, time. definitely it is. It's just really quite yeah. You know, don't don't. Don't allow them to, to take it quick. Don't even allow them to take the quick quick throw. In. Put, take 10, 10, 10 metres, if you have to, off your kick and put it in the stands so that it allows our boys to get up the field, especially against a team like Wasps who, who are renowned for for that broken field running uh, with the likes of Daly and, and LaRue in their back three. Um yeah, so you want to move on to some some performances that we that we that we picked out yeah. um, as well, standouts, Charlie.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. As as we're, as we're speaking about him now, we might as well talk about uh, Will Trudley. um For uh, one, I didn't realize uh, scrum halves hit like that in defence. Uh, um, that tackle he made on was it Larue? Larue. Yeah. Oh, it was phenomenal. Um, he, uh, got, he got he got smashed about three or four times, Larue, <laughs> yeah, and then kicked yeah. a couple straight out. <laughs> but, yeah, just just as the commentary were were, were bigging him beating up him as up, well. Yeah. Poor 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 man, but um. Yeah, no, he, he he played really well, and he was obviously involved in uh, in the Joe Thokonasega try, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I thought he was he was delivering, a you know, nice quick ball, uh, looked looked really sharp and snappy. Uh, a couple of sniping runs, and I, I, I thought you know as 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 a debut goes in
1: Champions Cup rugby, I thought it was it was pretty impressive. Yeah, Tom. Uh, I think sort of, you know, the drum that I'm going to continue to bang um, is is about Zach Mercer. Uh, I think he had an absolutely phenomenal game, Um, you know, not just looking at the stats and, you know, he's, you know, 12 tackles, 13 carries, beating six defenders in that time is pretty impressive. Um, But something we've spoken about with Mercer before is that physicality, and I think he's starting to bring that to his game. You know, he he's been saying that he's added on, um, you know, nearly a stone um, over the off season. But what I think is really important as as he puts on this bulk and you know improves his physicality, that he doesn't lose his sort of elusiveness and and, you know his feet and his his speed. And he certainly hasn't lost that. you know, I know we're going to talk about the sort of England squad that was announced sort of last Thursday. Uh, You know, he was right up against sort of Brad Shields there. Um, playing for Wasps, and I think he gave a really good account of himself, obviously in front of Eddie Jones. So uh, I think he might have just uh, played himself into the into the starting eight shirt there for the autumn internationals. Personally, yeah, he's definitely
2: he, he's definitely a very you know, elusive runner, and his his footwork is fantastic. You know, he he almost has that Christian Wade ability to be able to step people in the phone box. Maybe uh, he'll be off to the NFL as well. Then. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, he, he 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 did look very good. You know, he he put in another consistent performance, although. I was very disappointed where in the defence in the Ashley Johnson try where he frankly as one big back row against against another you know especially one vying um, for England selection he didn't really look like he even wanted to tackle uh, Ashley Johnson and there was four missed tackles in this in the space of about uh, it's basically about a second and a half or so yeah. where he just he just just crashed straight through. And yeah. went, oh yes, it was yeah, a good line, good but line, it, was, yeah. it
1: was it was it, it was quite infuriating and, you know, to see that. For all the good stuff that that we speak about, you know Eddie Jones, um, you know Steve Borthwick, they'll look at that and that will stand out as you can't get away with that at international level. And you're going to have big lads like Ashley Johnson sort of running down your channel, mm. and you need to you need to be able to sort of make the hit. I think just the last thing I would pick out about about Zach Mercer before we move on is just his his ability in the line-out uh, against Wasps. I think he took three or four mm. um, off the back of the line-out, off the top. He looked really athletic in the air, and obviously that's not something you get from, uh, you know, Billy Vinopolo, Nathan Hughes, um, or even Ben Morgan, who's also in the squad. So I think that's also another element that he's added to his game, which is good to see. Yeah, yeah. What,
0: what would you... Uh, I know this, so I'll ask you. What would you say is that what Mercer's weight is, Tom? Um. Do I know that? Well,
2: I've, I've heard... In KG well, okay, well, I don't know it off the top of my head, but I've heard he's exactly the same
0: weight as Kieran yeah. Reid. Yeah, exactly. That's the, the soundbite. I'm not, I'm not sure I believe that though. Well, yeah. So what's what's that then? Six 100, foot, hundred eleven kg, hundred eleven kg. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's got he's yeah. dense. Then doesn't look. I just yeah. yeah, I think he's quite dense. I think it's just the way he plays. Maybe 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 people will think that he can't he can't bring the phys- physical edge to his game or or just doesn't because I think the way he plays is so different to read. And um, but I don't think it's it's necessarily um uh, a weight or a yeah. And to oh, yeah, do yeah. you
1: see him did you see him march Elliot Daly back yeah. about fifteen metres? Yeah. And Elliot Bailey's, you know, quite a you know, big bodied guy as 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 we've said in the past. So uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah anyway, but m- sorry, but just, just on that though.
2: But most of his weight is on his on his you know, lower lower half of his body. You know, he's got a good rump, rump on him. Yeah, his rump <laughs> is the one that people have been talking about.
0: Yeah, um and then for me, uh, a standout player for me um was Max Wright. Um, and we have spoken a couple of times about him and um, about his performances, but I thought this was um, undoubtedly his best performance in a Like uh, Obviously scored the try, which uh, he set up himself. Absolutely lovely break. Um, and then the one, two with, with Walker. Um, and he's starting to really remind me of of another Bath, another former Bath player that broke through uh, about the similar age as, as Max Wright, and that's Oli Devoto. Um, yeah, I can see I that. I think Devoto probably had more, more um, of a kicking element to his game, but I think Wright has got elements of his game which really do remind me of Devoto, um, and he's really, really exciting. And I'll just say as well, especially impressive from him this week, given that... Um, he, he was playing out inside um, Tom Homer, um, and those two didn't really get found out defensively. And it was probably Wright that mm. was leading that that midfield defence. I don't
1: know about that. Do I think? You know, no. Look, look. That's one of the points I was going to make on the defence. So only seventy-seven percent um, tackle completion rate um, against Watts, which is the worst of our season uh, so far. Stolen my stat. I, oh, Sorry, Sorry, I was going to. I was going to use that, but you beat me to it. Sorry, mate. Um. Yeah. So, and I think I think a large part of that is due um, to the fact that you know Jackson Willison um, went off relative early on, and we've spoken about how important he is. He calls the defensive line, um, uh, and, and you know, and also Jamie Roberts as well, who wasn't playing as well, and and Tom Homer out of position at thirteen. And I think, to be honest, uh, a large part of sort of why you know WAS were able to make um, what was it, fourteen clean breaks and beat thirty-one defenders. Um, you know, is a large part of that, but no, Max Wright had a very good player, and like you say, very balanced runner. Looks very yeah. right, comfortable with ball in hand. That's when I see um, Devoto, yeah. you and know, when yeah. he made that break for his try, yeah.
0: I, you know, I could have, I could have thought, you could have thought that was Devoto with doing yeah. that, and and that, that, that's where I saw that comparison. Um, well,
2: on on that point, bringing up it's a problem you could have argued Devoto had as well. Do you see him as more of a twelve or a thirteen? Because so I can't quite work it out.
0: I'd probably say as more of a twelve um, at the at this moment in time. Um, I think that's where he, where he's playing his best rugby, um, and I, I I'm not sure if he's got the the out and out pace um, to play at thirteen. Um, and I think I also thought that about Devoto, that Devoto is more more of a twelve. Um, I'd see right, more as a twelve at the moment, but um, you know I think he can play both, which is of, of, of course helpful.
2: Yeah, no, I'd I'd, I'd probably agree with you, um, and. Well, but we might see next week um, – well, actually, maybe not next week. Sorry, I'm forgetting it's not Champions Cup next week. But uh, perhaps in the future, depending on the severity of uh, Jackson Willison's injury, because mm. uh, you know, it was a shame Roberts – there were there, there were rumours that Roberts would be back uh, this weekend and he mm. was, he was uh, on the road to recovery after his HIA. Um, but, you know, we, otherwise you might expect to see Roberts at 12 um, – and
1: right to right. yeah, yeah. 13. And, and all the more positive, you know, that he's playing 12, given that Max Clark's probably favoured positions 13. So yeah. those guys coming through together, they could be a, a, a sort of good combination in the, next, in the seasons to come.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then another one for me is uh, someone that you flagged up, Tom, uh, <laughs> last week <laughs> we is go. someone that you weren't very pleased with. Um, and that was Jack Walker. I thought he was really, really impressive um, in the tights, but uh, also in the loose, especially in the loose this week. Um, Obviously involved with the with the right try that I've spoken about. Uh, great great support play, nice hands, and then the the no look Danny Cipriani esque pass to release Charlie Ewells and under the Stook stick. you mean? Yeah. <laughs> where did where did that come from? That was that was pretty pretty brilliant. Tom, what did you what did you make of Walk's performance? You said last week he was on your
1: radar. Um, what did you make of it? Yeah,
0: I think
1: I think that's, that's maybe a bit harsh. You know, I, I said that I'm looking for him to you know step up and and put in a good performance. Obviously he's very well. <laughs> Well regarded, um, you know, particularly with his experience at sort of age group, um, with age group international honours. And yeah, I, I completely agree. I thought this, again, another player, which is best performance sort of in a basket. And it wasn't just sort of the handling stuff that, uh, you know, all these young sort of front rowers can do uh, these days, sound like an old man. Um, <laughs> but it was also the line out, you know, nine from nine in the line out. Um, was very, very accurate. And also a point that Charlie Yours made after the game. Um, was that we really used the driving maul um, as a weapon in a way that we didn't really do mm. um, against Toulouse um some of the really nice setups off the um off the lineout off the front of the line out and uh, you know making 10 20 yards um uh, with the maul so yeah very very uh, uh, impressive uh, game from uh, Jack Walker and good to see Ross Batty uh, come off the bench yeah, great to see Ross um, yeah. Batty been out, yeah. been
0: out for some time. He's uh, just adding to that depth. And there's there's three there now for us um, who, who can all step in into the two shirt and do do a really good job. So that that's a, that's a positive thing. Um, Charlie, any other outstanding performances that you'd like to highlight? Um, well, I think as a
2: whole, his performance wasn't fantastic. But as a piece of individual skill, you got a you got to tip your hat to Joe Thocken Uh and the try that he scored one you know we we we've we've heard a lot about his about being the quickest man in the squad uh and having you know a great turn of foot and speed but i, I that's the first time i actually properly saw it i think uh when he 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 jinked inside and just burst through that 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 kind of half gap that was there, and just because he had the acceleration to get through it, uh, and then his ability to avoid actually taking the contact, yeah. giving the ball, uh, which we, we saw twice, and Max Wright That's actually right, did it later yeah. on as well. That that not taking the contact and being brought to the ground, so, t- being, so you was still available to you know, receive the pass back, and then his his uh, just being conscious of exactly where the line was. Uh, and able to be just so strong, roll over and just get the ball down exactly. It's that uh,
0: awareness as well, exactly. like I saw for the Harlequins try that that body awareness um, and awareness of where you are on the field, which. Which is so which is so good. Yeah.
2: No, so that, that that was fantastic, although I did think he went a bit missing in the yeah. second
0: half. I was gonna ask you, Charlie, actually. I thought I thought that piece of skill was, was brilliant and there was a couple from Ro- Rocket Aguni as well. Obviously he's got mm-hmm. his intercept, um, and there was another another nice break he made. But but are we using them enough or is it that they're not getting into the game enough? Because I don't think they're they're doing enough um enough at the moment and what they do, do is so brilliant. Yeah, it's it's it's
2: it's a tough one to to know because uh, we saw earlier on in the season uh, we, we, we were especially You know I thought was coming in off his wings. We saw him actually looking for work a lot more. I don't know if that's something he's just stopped doing. Uh, I think it would be probably easier to see it actually live at the game because he's not shown the entire yeah. view uh, on the TV, but you know, we you know it is one of Goonies, uh, you know warning flags uh, that he doesn't go looking for enough work. Uh, so that's a possibility. But I, yeah, it's we should be bringing them into the game more or they should be looking for more work.
1: And I think, yeah, I, th- I think that's spot on. And uh, yeah, has often been sort of criticised as sort of just sort of waiting out on, on his wing a bit um, for the ball and, and not going looking for it. And I know that it's something that um, Eddie Jones has spoken about um, with his wingers, particularly players like Jack Nowell, who's so good at um, coming off his wing and, and sort of carrying in, in heavy traffic. And I, I'd be very surprised if it's sort of not something that um Eddie Jones is uh, in Joe Thokinosiga's ear about uh, trying to sort of... Um, you know come off his wing a bit and 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 carry
0: yeah yeah and i think yeah i think with him being in the squad um eddie's obviously impressed with him eddie's obviously looking at him so um so that's uh that's something that he's gonna gonna have to work on Um, just on the mention of eddie james
2: i did i did think it was quite uh disappointing in the crowd uh to them all turn around and start booing him when he came up on the big screen um uh, oh, it's pantomime stuff uh, oh, yeah, yeah. a bit of pantomime but yeah <laughs> and then after
1: that when he, you know the camera to him again and he was smiling and then he got a cheer so yeah yeah yeah. yeah. everyone's behind him and I think that's just, well, just he's, he's, of, he's, just he's, a, he's probably more of a
2: lovable, lovable villain but
1: anyway yeah mm. Um, the, the, the other player I was gonna yeah, go I was I was gonna mention uh, sort of just mentioned him there was was Charlie Ewells, yeah. um obviously okay. included in the uh, in the forty man squad uh, for the autumn internationals and been uh, friend of the pod Charlie friend of, <laughs> of yeah friend, friend, <laughs> special special guest uh, Charlie Ewells, um who's not in the studio today unfortunately uh, but no I thought I thought he was brilliant um, he had, obviously he's um, missed out in terms of uh, game time through through injuries as as we heard on the podcast a couple of weeks ago uh but, you know 16 tackles he was our top tackler and uh and nine carries um and I thought he had a really really good game um probably you know in contrast to to his second row partner Dave Atwood yeah, who I was just going to ask who, you uh, about uh, yeah, yeah who I didn't didn't think had his best game you know he prides himself on uh on 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 the tackle in the in the type especially and you know missed a few tackles four turnovers conceded as well um and you know in a week where pro- pro- people have been, probably been calling for him to be selected ahead of uh, Yules and obviously Elliot Stook who who's selected um, he probably didn't have his best game again, as we said in front of in front of the England coach yeah and
2: i i'd agree you know he he basically let in one of those tries uh with a very soft tackle um uh but it's one of the one of the beauties we've got at the moment in that second row is the fact that when people do play badly we we've got people who can step into uh, step into their shoes you know uh there's there's such a such strong uh, competitiveness in, in, in that second row jersey that you know, in the past we may not have even had the option to drop him or rest him for a week, for example, whereas now we have got that, that, um, that gift
0: yeah, and then not to not to single out um single out players as as playing badly, um and not to get it personal, but the only other one that I thought um probably didn't have his best game um would be Darren Atkins. Um we have highlighted uh some strong performances from him from him in the past, but I reckon he would probably another friend of the podcast would probably admit that, that this wasn't his best game. But then with these young lads like Wright, like Green, like Darren, um and like some of the lads, we're going to see next week in in the Premiership Cup. This is this is how it will be for a couple of years, wh- whilst they start to to find their feet and get level of, level of experience and, and get consistency. Yeah. So whilst it wasn't his best game, um, I think that that can be expected from guys that uh, that, are that sort of age. And I think
1: I think at times like D- Darren wasn't wasn't particularly helped by. Uh, by the players around him. You know, he got isolated a couple of times, which, you know, he probably should have um, sort of found his players, sort of found some support. But equally, uh, you know, yeah, as I say, he wasn't helped and he was turned over a couple of times. Um, But it's a very tough ask, you know, playing... you know, opposite man, um, obviously, Vili LaRue and then Elliot Daly as well. And Rokka Degudi and and Nisiga are arguably very, very good attacking players, um, but arguably probably not the most sort of supportive um, mm-hmm. wingers in terms of like positionally and, and, and experience in that way.
2: Yeah, because I think he, he most suffered underneath the high balls, which, uh, you know, you can also tip the hat again to some very good kicking, but... Uh uh he yeah he, he he struggled a bit there and you know uh, it not you you can't perform every every single week but i think he's still completely full of potential and uh, he's he's shown that he can do it at the highest level so. yeah and
0: finally then lads um tom you touched on it uh, at the start of the podcast obviously had the chance to to snatch it at the end with with the kick from kick from alex davis um, and before we we discuss that um i would just like to read out a tweet that come from um that has come from Krooky uh, on Twitter. We're at Bath Rugby Plug on Twitter. Please do get in touch with us um, with some thoughts. But Krukey said, whilst it was brilliant see Davis' confidence to take the kick at the end, should the captain have got Homer to take the kick as he is far more experienced at that level, what do you guys think? Can I quickly dive in and just grab a yeah, one, to Tom? It, yeah. Uh I don't really
2: th- agree with that. I think uh hindsight has got 2020 20 vision as they say uh it's love a cliche <laughs> for you all before you say it Tom uh but it is in this situation it, it, it is true um uh had he had he knocked over the kick then we would have all been saying uh how great he was he would have been the hero um and i'm sure he would have been uh mentioning his uh his uh, kicking coaching that he 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 does uh in the post-match interview <laughs> you can still sign up for uh alex yeah. davis elite kicking.com yeah. yeah. i think it is sign yeah. up for your course uh so <laughs> <laughs> it's perfectly fine to say that you know after after the, the the moments the moments happen but uh you know he he is a, a known to be a very good kicker and yeah. It, yeah. had he got it, it would have been great but you could have seen some of the best kickers in the world miss yeah. kicks like that and it's uh, under the heat in the moment it's uh, you can't really
1: you can't really look back like that in my opinion if yeah. it yeah if it had been homer taking it and um if homer had took it sorry and it, after they brought an Alex Davis, i think everyone would have been saying why aren't you sort of backing your man that you bring on as your kicker um so yeah i i think it was fine the only thing i'd probably say on it was he could have potentially um brought it back a bit to give himself a, a bit better angle that was a quite a tight angle and obviously from the right hand side of the pitch um that's sort of the harder side um, of the pitch for right right kicker to to kick but obviously Tom Homer right footed as well so uh not I'm fine with that decision and it was a, it was, it was a it was a tough kick um, yeah and a
0: decent strike as well yeah. didn't
1: miss it by much yeah. Uh, yeah I've got absolutely no problems with no, it as well lads uh,
0: anything else we we want to we want to bring up from from last game or should we move on I just
1: quickly mention the the Francois Lo, um yellow card yeah um Obviously, like you know, as as I said on commentary, it was quite lucky in a way that uh, Thomas Young sort of twisted his body um, so as not to lie, land sort of directly on his head, because it could have been a been been a red card. And, and by the way, I think Francois Lowe's sort of reaction to the whole thing was, was should be commended. Like he, he sort of he, he reacted to it really well. He knew he was he was going to spend at least ten minutes in the bin. I think he was almost a bit relieved uh, not to. The only, the only point um, I was going to make is, uh, and you know, we see this quite a lot in in professional rugby. I think that Thomas Young w- was held in the tackle. Um, he was held by the ankles, like, like the bath tackler, I think it was Tom Ellis, was on the floor holding him. And then he sort of got back up after Ellis released him and carried on. And I, I'm not sure if 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 that basically was allowed. I think he was held. I think he should have released the ball. And obviously, um, Francois Allo wouldn't have been in, in, in the situation he was. Uh, yeah. I don't know what you guys made that. I about. mentioned
0: that to you actually, Charlie, when we were watching yeah. the game back uh, back this this afternoon. Um, I think that's something that's really creeping into the game, and um, it's kind of almost going slightly unnoticed by, by referees and commentators alike, like, you know, you have to, if you are held, you have to release the ball, um, and it's kind of getting worse and worse, uh, and it's something that I, I agree I'd quite like to see sort of brought out of the game, because you can gain, gain such a big advantage because the defensive line will set assuming the tackle's been made, re- ready for the next phase, and there often isn't that man in, in that position uh, directly behind the so you can gain such a big advantage and often make a break, I mean, young didn't there but um he did he did there was a yellow card for for low so yeah i agree with you tom uh, try i don't know if you've got any any thoughts on that uh yeah i'm just i don't need to say much i'll basically reiterate both yeah. of what you've just said okay then lads um that's pretty much the bath game uh nicely covered off uh, did we manage to catch any other any other games from from what was another brilliant brilliant weekend of of champions cup rugby
2: oh well, yeah there was a, a couple of fantastic results uh i mean newcastle seem to have been given a you know they seem to have been reborn as a as a team they've they've turned over two of the most dominant french sides uh um of, of recent seasons in in toulon last week away mm-hmm. at their place and then uh then having uh scored in uh in the 89th minute to beat uh, montpellier uh at home in newcastle so a fantastic result from them, uh, and they—they they look in in the driver's seat yeah. as one of the as one of the one of the top clubs in the whole competition to qualify for the quarterfinals. Yeah, and not
0: to not to bring it down again, but that's why it's so frustrating looking at Bath because we could we could just as easily be in what is an equally a tough pool, just as easily be where Newcastle are. Yeah, and right that eighty
2: to one would be looking very very tasty, <laughs> yeah,
1: wouldn't it? Not anymore. <laughs> I tell you that for no one. <laughs> yeah. right, you know, 89th minute. A minute trial, like incredible scenes to be fair, and you know, as you say, back to back wins uh, against top French teams um, must be pretty sort of pretty good for the Newcastle fans. And I mean, in contrast to what's been a tough Premiership season um, sort of so far, obviously uh, only with one victory out of the six and and, and sitting um, at the foot of the table. And my my question would be: in a hypothetical world, um, say they got relegated but also won the Champions Cup, <laughs> would would that mean would that mean automatic? Qualification for surely, next it year. must do. Well, yeah, they'd play, they play from the championship, would they? <laughs> you'd have to, surely. That would be a tough gig. That would be a tough well, gig. Imagine
0: healing y- one, <laughs> <eating> one week, <laughs> Leinster <to> the next. <laughs> you wow. know where you'd be resting? Well, you probably don't actually <laughs> know where you'd be resting <laughs> for players. <laughs> well wow, that is no, a fair, play, fair play but, to them yeah, yeah
1: no fair play to them absolutely brilliant it's great to see isn't yeah, it the, the other match I saw was um, was Toulouse Leinster obviously yeah, uh, yeah. in our group and what a game that was you know just, just absolutely incredible again topsy-turvy um, one team ahead then the other you know on 70 minutes Um, you know Leinster's six points ahead and you think that you know Leinster are so good at closing out these games they've got such quality um, particularly coming off the bench as well and uh, yeah just to lose to to snatch it at the end absolute drama um, and yeah uh, I think one of the one of the standout performances I've seen in a long time was uh, Johan Uge. Um
0: What did you say before we started recording?
1: <laughs> I may, yeah, I may have lost my head a bit and said he's one of the best players in the world. But um, <laughs> I, was, I was I was caught up in the in the emotion of uh, of the Toulouse fans. But he was he was incredible when he came on. I thought, um, yeah, uh, so, yeah, what what a great result! And again, really really frustrating that if we'd been able to beat them and, and do a number on Wasps, we'd be we'd be looking really really good in in, in this pool. Sorry to bring it back. to that Yeah, well, you, but you know you. You pick out one of their
2: back three players, but the other back three player you've got to pick out surely is Maxime Medar. I mean, yeah. he is arguably the man who's best who's, player in the world. Uh, uh, yeah, obviously, <laughs> obviously, you know, Maxime Medar, best player in the world, should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, and G would go, with Will yeah. Ch- G would go, with Will Chudley. <laughs> yeah, I'll um, oh, okay. well, go. What about the other one, Cheslin Colby? He's not far off, yeah, yeah. some um, back three. Uh, but you know, he's he's so he, he's obviously scored the match winning interception, uh. Uh, well he didn't make the interception but he, he scored the try off the back of the of, of, of an interception scored a, a, another try early on so he had a brace to his name and obviously going flitting back to last week the, the heartbreak of the Freddie Burns uh, the never say never attitude that he's obviously got yeah. Um, so yeah he's, he's one that I would have picked out just just as an individual performance
0: yeah it was just one of those games like you know Leinster will be might be disappointed that they haven't won but to, it was one of those days where just it worked for Toulouse. It clicked, and and they were absolutely brilliant. I thought, you know, um, it wasn't that Lens were bad in any way. I don't think. I think they they put in a pretty good performance. Toulouse were just phenomenal. It was one of those days where it just all worked for them. a Bit of French flair, um, and yeah, they topped the group. And it actually to highlight this point, um, I was watching the the post match chat with um, on BT with Dalallo and, and O'Driscoll and Craig Doyle asked. Bruno Driscoll, you know, what are the work-ons and what what have Leinster gotta do gotta do better next time? And he was rattling his brain, struggling to to find an answer because, you know, Leinster Leinster played very well, but they came against a Toulouse side that on the day would have beaten probably anybody in the world. Um so yeah, credit to Toulouse and, and it makes it a really, really exciting pull. Um hopefully Bath can, can get a win or two and get, get then get their get themselves in an amongst it. Yeah, and so
2: uh, just quickly in response to another tweet, then another game that I saw, uh was uh, the 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 Glasgow Cardiff game. Uh, and sorry I'm struggling to find it now but someone Alex just, Barton Alex Barton out. just wanted to know about Adam Hastings boys. Uh, Adam Hastings obviously scored a try, has been pulling the strings at number ten for for, for Glasgow. I mean who needs uh, who needs Finn Russell these days? Uh, he's been playing very, very well. Obviously, Bath let him go two years ago, but yeah. So as I say, he scored it, scored a try and set up, uh, set up another late on with a fantastic little chip through. Um, but what are your thoughts on uh, on Adam Hastings? Obviously, ex-Bath man.
0: Yeah, ex-Bath man uh, released was it a uh, couple of seasons ago now. Um, obviously, came through through with the likes of uh, Darren Atkins and, and Josh Bayliss at Millfield, uh, part of the same team there, um, and obviously you know had a lot of potential when he when he was at the club. Um, and I'm not actually sure whether whether it was a decision by the club to let him go or whether he thought maybe um, with his Scottish with his Scottish heritage. Um, he might have a chance of of playing for Scotland um, and playing for Glasgow. and Maybe that he felt himself that that was a was a better move for him. I'm not sure on, on whose part. Maybe it was a, a decision made by both. And and whilst he has been playing playing really well. Um, he wasn't as good uh, when he came up against against Saracens on the previous week, for example. Um, and so, yeah, there, there have been some some sublime touches of skill, which which he obviously has to his game. Um, but it would be nice to see if if Glasgow do go further in the competition, or if they do go further in the in the in the top 14, whether he can crack it at that level. Um, and if he can, then fair enough, Pro we 14. probably mm-hmm. the Pro 14. Sorry, um, if he can, then then fair enough, we've we've probably made the right the wrong decision um, in letting him go. But it's
1: early days yet, I think, lads. Yeah, and you know you can't hold on to every single player and, you know, there are loads of players that um, we've sort of let go who probably haven't fulfilled their potential and then they've gone on to, you know, to do really good things. And, you know, you mentioned Oli Devoto earlier. Mm. He was one that was very disappointed to see go. And, you know, the same club, Oli Woodburn, who, you know, wasn't particularly stand-up for Bath and then, you know, went to Exeter and has uh, sort of got a new lease of life and, and absolutely torn it up. So uh, it, it is sort of, um, you know, yeah, it's obviously not not that nice to see from a Bath perspective, uh, particularly with uh, Priestland out injured and, and, you know, Freddie Burns limping off as well. So fingers crossed um, you know they're they're both not out for out for some time, but um, but yeah, I think all the best to Adam Hastings, and I hope his hope his form continues. Yeah, good luck to him. Absolutely, I mean, it's great to see a uh, great to see a
0: former Bath guy have success, even if it is elsewhere. Good luck to him, I say. Definitely. Um, um, any other any other games that we that we want to touch on from from this weekend, boys? Or, or shall I shall I take it back a weekend? Um, and let's I don't want to have to really do spend too much time on this, lads. Um, but the the game that we reviewed on last week's podcast. Um, please do check it out if if you haven't um, if you haven't listened to it yet. Um, and that was the game against again against Toulouse, which we lost. Um, and we mentioned last week, you know, the the, the Jerome Kaino incident, um, and there was a couple of other controversies surrounding the game. Um, it has then then later been been revealed that Kaino should have got a red card, and there should have been a, a red card to one of the Toulouse props as well. And something which we which we failed to mention. Um, on last week's podcast was, was the end of the game um, when the ball went out, when, when it appeared that the clock had, had not gone red um, and it would have allowed us to have a, a, a line out 10 and metres the from the line meter, the yeah, five air, meter, yeah. Um, and the referee blew his whistle. Um, so yeah, a couple of incidents there. And and in the light of that, um, bath owner, Bruce Craig has, has accused the, um, the officials on that day of uh, gross negligence um, and wants the match to be replayed. Um, you know in a in a in a world of of player welfare welfare and and not having too many games lads is this is this um is this going to be at all feasible um, i think in
2: the reality of everything no uh because there simply aren't
0: enough weekends in, in 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 the calendar in the rugby
2: calendar. But
0: uh, and and if there were were enough uh, enough weekends, Charlie, would you would you support Craig with this, or or do you think it's the rub of the green and that's rugby?
2: You know, he's definitely got he's he's definitely got he has got a leg to stand on. I mean, there were three big decisions which could have you know considering the game was was settled by two points, uh, two red cards. Uh, would have made a huge, huge impact on on the game. I think on any game that would make an impact. So obviously he's 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 got he's got a point, and that that's uh, the 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 clock clock gate if you want to call it that at the end of at the end of the, uh, <laughs> at, the at the end of the the match uh, where there appeared to be three seconds sorted, uh, <laughs> um, uh, that was really surprising, and I I, I was surprised by it, and I'm sorry that we left that out last week. Uh, there was just too many talking points, uh, but I think and also
1: being at the game, it wasn't wasn't as obvious, was it? No, it wasn't. We, yeah, we, we didn't know it at all it until all, no, we watched
2: yeah. uh, we watched the game back. But um, yeah, it was. I, I don't I don't think you can really replay every single game. Otherwise, uh, all there there is always going to be mistakes made by officials, as I've said. There's mistakes made by the players. So yeah, it's it's just uh, that's rugby, That's sport in general. Um, people will get things wrong uh people will feel aggrieved after games and uh you can't replay every single match
1: yeah i, I don't have any sort of sympathy at all for for that view um i think it <laughs> ma- no I, <laughs> I just i just think it make i know, i'm happy f- you know for people to criticize um referees and it, it does happen probably more than I'd like, to be honest. Um, but, um, you know, there's no way that that's game game's going to be replayed, both because of the player welfare point, but more importantly, because, you know, that's just not how mm. rugby works. You can't just complain and uh, threaten legal action to to the competition. We, you know, choose to enter this competition. We play by sort of the rules of, of the competition that we enter. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any way that's going to happen. It won't happen. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's quite, and, a ch- quite a childish reaction. Do to we need it? Do we, like... Like all seriousness now, As a Bar fan, yes.
0: We, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I we we really, really would love that game to no, be. No, real-
1: yeah. I no, mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Freddie. Play well for yeah.
0: No, no. I, I mean, do we need do we need this sort of this sort of reaction from 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 the owner at the club? Um, is it something that that is gonna is it something that's gonna you know focus focus the minds of, of the, the coaches and everyone else well you know is it, is it necessary this? I, don't,
1: I don't think so and you know Blackadder was asked about it um, this weekend and he, he completely played it down didn't really um, even respond so uh, I don't think they'll be worried about this they know it's not going to be um, replayed I think it's potentially just the, the, the you know the very obviously frustrated um, reaction of, of, of Bruce Craig but I don't think anything's going to come of it so yeah been... I I personally think probably it's probably enough on that.
0: Think it's pretty unnecessary, um, and like, yeah, I think we we've probably covered it off. Yeah, there. I mean, there, there, um, there was a
2: certain mis-kick and drop ball that probably yeah. uh, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: had had they not, well, had they gone to plan, then we wouldn't really be talking about this anyway. And you can but, yeah. always you can
0: always put games apart, and it's it's a talking point nonetheless. So um, if you do have a, a view on that that is different to ours, and then please do get in touch with us. We're at Bath Rugby Plug on Twitter, and we'd love to hear your views on that. Another thing we'd love to we'd love to hear your views on is the is the England squad uh, that was announced by by um, the pantomime villain Eddie Jones, um, and it contained five Bath rugby players: Zach Mercer, Charlie Oll, Sam Underhill, Sam Underhill, Joe Thockenasiya, and Elliot Stook. Boys, what do we think about this? Well, uh, I think
2: all thoroughly deserved. I mean, the surprise name on that list. It's probably got to be uh Stook uh because uh you know he's 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 not necessarily the one even one of the first names on the team sheet for Bath and we talked about how competitive the second rows are. Um and lots of people would have probably put James Atwood there, but I think he thoroughly deserves his place. Dave, Dave Atwood. Pardon? Dave. What did I say? James. <laughs> James. I, well, I don't even know where that's come from. <laughs> Dave, Dave Howard. He's got a similarly <laughs> sized twin brother. That would be something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, we we, we saw, we've we seen what uh, Elliot Stuke can do, you know, throwing that amazing pass in the wet uh, across to Joe Thornhill Seager. Maybe they can do that both together in an England shirt. But uh, I think in reality, uh, Stuke's probably not going to make it mm-hmm. uh, into the match day 23, but it's definitely. Um, he's definitely done very well to be selected
0: and be uh, be noticed. Um, yeah, you mentioned the match day twenty three there, and whilst we have got we have got five in the squad, it is unlikely um, even if I was picking the team that, that all five will get in the twenty three. Uh, Tom, who would you who would you think's got, got the biggest chance of of making it into the fifteen and then the twenty three?
1: Um, well, I've sort of as as I've been saying, I've sort of been singing Zach Mercer's um praises a lot and I'd really like to see him um him start at number eight. I think it does it does depend on the sort of who's at six and seven, and obviously balance um in any back row being sort of probably the most important thing when it when it comes to selection. But um you know I think if if say there's Tom Curry or, or Sam Underhill at seven and potentially someone um you know, someone slightly uh, bigger, to be honest, uh, than Michael Rhodes or or Brad Shields at six. And I think Zach Mercer would would fit quite well into that. And I, 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 you know, I think he actually might start, particularly after the performance um, at the weekend. Aside Mm -hmm. from that, um, Sam Underhill, you know, it's interesting to see Sam Underhill come on at six uh, for Bath against Wasps, um, which, you know, I haven't seen him play play six much. Um, Yeah, I think just yeah. on that i think that's more the fact that they want him and low on the field and yeah, yeah and that's just but yeah go on So you know it's you know six and seven like increasingly are becoming slightly more um interchangeable you know you mm-hmm. see players like switch out in the scrum depending on where the field position is and they mm-hmm. don't there's not always an open side and a blind side flanker so uh i think someone who's probably behind tom curry at the moment and if he was going to start he'd start at six with curry at seven and then potentially underhill at eight um and other than that, I think, as we said, I think... Not um, eight, Mercer, Mercer eight. eight yeah. Sorry, yeah, 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 Mercer eight. And then, uh, yeah, outside of that, as I think we've said, I think um, Ewells and Stuk, um were probably fifth and choice, fifth and fourth and fifth choice, respectively, <laughs> in terms of the second row I'll stop now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, again, Fokinaciga in a very, very strong position um, in terms of the, the players we've got for England. So I, I don't think those guys will probably make the 23, personally. But um, what, what do you guys think? I know you've been banging the Joe Fokinaciga drum, Gabriel. You've well, probably been starting, wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't know Tom, Um, I might
0: do actually. I think I've been I've been so so impressed with him um, in his and you know and, and there was the you know Bassett Bassett's first try was probably was probably Thokken mistake you know a bit of lack of communication there between him and the six and the
1: nine they could have defended that a lot better I don't know but, why he's getting wrapped for that I, I don't see that as his mistake at all I mean I know, because, I know he can do better there but Ellis has got to be quicker off the base there
0: yeah but Chudley's there Chudley's going to make that sorry we're going massively off to the game but Chudley's going to make that tackle on on Simpson um, and Thokken and just got to trust him and make take make the tackle on his man yeah yeah anyway that's just going <laughs> off topic slightly um but yeah i think i think i'd be tempted to have a look at joe um but as you say that is that is a massively strong area uh for for england uh like like a lot of the areas are, are for the in the england squad um but yeah i think mercer is the one and it'd be nice to have maybe one or two um perhaps on the bench uh for bath to reward some some strong performances this yeah
2: season. I, I think i think. Uh, I think Underhill and Mercer would be in my 23s. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what it, you know, Mercer, you'd love to see him starting. But as you say, it's about getting that balance. And we have seen, obviously, Eddie Jones does like his big number eights uh, in the likes of um, Billy Vunapola, Nathan Hughes. Um so, and now Ben Morgan, obviously, in the well, squad, Now Ben yeah. Morgan's obviously in the squad. Is so that a step back, that...
1: though, do you think? Yeah,
0: uh, massively for me. I, I'm not the biggest Ben Morgan fan at all myself
2: well I, I don't know I think he could potentially do quite a good job uh in a in a in an England shirt, but let's not get down that 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 rabbit hole because those will be here to, <laughs> tomorrow still um we're we'll here or night just not recording. Uh, yeah um, but uh but i think uh you know you know so considering that anyway there's there's a chance that uh with his ability to cover the entire back three uh, well, back row, um, that he, he could he could find himself uh, a spot on the bench, but I, I'd I'd like to see him starting, to be honest. Um, but I, one player I'd like to just flag up, who I feel is actually quite unlucky uh, not to have made even the squad, is Nathan Cat, um, mm-hmm. who I think has been putting in really really good, consistent performances, and scrummaging very well. Uh, in the blue, black and white. Only two um, leashes in the squad as well. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, uh it's been it's been well reported the amount of injuries uh that we've had. Well, one, so Ellis Genja's been out for a while, Maki Vunapola went down last weekend, uh, obviously Joe Marler's retired from international rugby. And so that 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 spot is completely open, and it just seemed a bit disappointing only to have two players uh, who are now definitely going to be uh be uh, filling the starting and yeah.
1: uh, reserve jerseys, no, no, I, I, so I, 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 it's,
2: it seems yeah. it seems
1: a bit of a disappointment but to me. That's madness for me having two two loose heads in a in a forty man squad, and you know it's the same um, point that I think has been made before about Eddie Jones' squad as well. Only two hookers as well, um, obviously Hartley and, and Jamie George, and, and you know Tom Dunn's another one who's who's impressed and has been um, in recent uh, England squads, so uh, he's probably pretty unlucky as well, a well to miss out if he'd been ahead of ahead of Luke Cowan and Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, and then obviously then that England squad, um, they'll be going away for, for four awesome internationals uh, throughout November. And that gives uh, the clubs a chance to uh, to enter into a new competition, lads. Mm. Um, and let's move on to that now. Um, and we'll touch on it briefly because uh, we've already spoken quite a lot in um, about other things in this podcast. Um, but it's the Premiership Rugby Cup, fellas. Um, and we find ourselves in a in a group with with Harlequins, Exeter, and Newcastle. We play all three of them either home or away over the next um, the course of the next three weeks. Um, and then there is a, a game in in February, um, a, the Derby Day game against a team outside of our pool, uh, from a different pool. Um, and that finds ourselves uh, we're playing Gloucester at King's home in that game. So there are four games: Harlequins, Exeter, Newcastle. Uh, and Gloucester, and then there's a semi-final and a final later on in the season. So it's essentially Anglo- Welsh without the Welsh,
1: basically. Exactly same, that. Same format. Exactly okay.
0: that. Um, and 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 the Anglo- Welsh was often used to to blood mm. to blood young players. Um, and do you think that's what this is what uh, Todd and and the guys are going to going to use for this competition, Charlie? Yes, yeah, certainly. And it'll be it'll be a time that will you know we've we we we've
2: we've Raised the issue of the injuries we've had on our backline, so hopefully we can use this period as a time to get some people back fit. Uh, wrap up a couple of these boys in bubble wrap who are who have taken a few knocks this weekend. I mean, in the ten jersey alone was we've mentioned uh, Rhys Prieston's outs for six to eight weeks. Um, Freddie Burns limped off. We're yet to know the extent of his injuries um and so hopefully. Get some new boys through it'd be great to see the likes of Darren Atkins Max Wright uh, and Co who who have who to get some more experience and'd be great to see them. I really like the the addition of that um, kind of derby day feature if you yeah, like it'd be really nice because it'll
0: get bums on seats and it's what everyone wants to see. Um, so what on Premiership rugby etc. Yeah. Doing that? Sorry, Charlie, you just me- you just mentioned a couple of guys there, um, and I'm actually just starting to wonder uh, about this competition. You mentioned Darren and, and Max, right? But I'm I'm starting to think maybe we'll probably be playing. Even players a level below that in terms of experience, because mm. they're going to need they're going to need resting as well. Um, I don't know if you think that that's the that's the sort of ilk of player we're going to go, or do you think it would be the likes of the Glamville, Miles Reed, Bayliss? It'd probably be a mixture of of all of them. Yeah, I think,
2: I think it'd be it'd be a mixture of both. But these these are two boys who they you know they they are still new to the scene, and yes, of course we're going to need them, and we'll have to have to manage them well. But I do imagine they'll they'll probably feature in a few of these games, whether that be off the bench or whether it be. Uh, whichever extent that yeah, maybe
0: might you know. be like might be nice for those guys to to assume more leadership roles roles in the squad um as opposed to the more inexperienced yeah. um roles that they 've been they 've been occupying
1: for for the the whole of the season previous to this uh, yeah, and just aside from obviously the players that you both picked out then obviously we spoke about the front row and it 's been quite consistent um the front row that we picked at, at first team level it 's been a very heavy workload for for those guys. So I quite like to see some of the younger um front rowers get some time. So, you know, uh props I particularly like at the moment, uh Sam Nixon, um and and Will Vaughan I think have been have showed a lot of promise. that we could see uh those guys get some start. And, you know, we went to the mm-hmm. uh, Bath United game um mm-hmm. against um Harlequin's A um and it was a really good game. It was really like open field, running rugby, really entertaining. Um so hopefully it's a it's a similar game uh, like that on Saturday and uh just one other player as well. It'd be nice to see um, sort of Rory McConaughey Ooh, yeah, get some game time. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see where where he plays, whether it's full-back wing or, or centre, obviously playing across those positions him, so far. Show him to the world. Yeah. Uh,
2: but yeah, so as, as as you say, we we played them in, played Harlequins in, in the A-League a few weeks ago. We all went to, really enjoyed that. Um, and so on, on your point, Gabriel, I'd probably like to see a mixture uh, of that team that was out that day, some of the rising stars coming through the ranks. And some of these boys who have played in first team, yeah. it'd be great, it'd be a great opportunity because we don't want it just to turn into into another Mickey Mouse competition. Uh, yeah. which, which obviously it is to an extent. It's going to be more performances than results. But uh, no, it, it, it would be nice to to uh, you know to hopefully progress in this competition if possible.
0: Yeah, and I think like you know the Anglo-Welsh got, got a fair bit of, of criticism for, for what it became and, and this probably is going to be reasonably similar but at the same time bar fans like this is a really really good opportunity to see to see the sort of guys that are going to be you know they're going to be vying for, for spots in the European team in five years time yeah. uh, so I think there is there is real reason to, to be excited about this um, I know that's coming from me probably I'm Preacher probably, gave a preach well no it is a really good opportunity <laughs> no, no, to, to get to get to, to watch these guys that you'd probably never see before yeah. Um, so yeah I'm, 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 I'm I for one am really excited um, about that. And, and just one thing, I'll, I'm not sure if anything's been announced about this, but um obviously we know that that Stuart Hooper will be will be taking over um from Todd Blacker in the next two or three years. And I just wonder if this might not be a nice opportunity for us to to maybe maybe give Stuart the reins uh for the next three weeks. Um you know, allow him to to gain to gain experience, um, and then allow Todd to to maybe take a step back. You know, because like the players, he's going to need need a break uh, mentally more than physically for Blackadder. And I think it'd be nice to mm, largely mentally, yeah, <laughs> mostly <laughs> mentally. Also, yeah. Um, you know, and I think it'd be nice to to give Stuart the reins uh, and build, build 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 on that experience. Didn't they do that? Yeah, last season Anglo Welsh. They might have done, I'm pretty yeah. sure they did.
1: And obviously, the A League, obviously, some of those games he's been he's been heavily involved in. Yeah. You know, we, we saw him down. So I'm that.
0: not sure if, if if that's that's something the club yeah. plans to. Do, but it's that's, really that's nice something that I would yeah. I would I'd probably like to see because you know he needs that experience. He's not going to get it at any of the club now, is he? I, I, I
2: definitely definitely agree with you. um can, yeah. I,
1: can I just make one point? Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess probably we're wrapping things up. But yeah, just one point, um, sort of thinking sort of beyond this week a little bit. And obviously, you mentioned we've got these three games in the Premiership um, Rugby Cup. And then after that, we've got three Premiership games, obviously, before the back to back Champions Cup matches at, at Leinster. Um, and, you know, those three Premiership games are going to be absolutely season defining. Um, so we've got Worcester, Newcastle, and Sale in those three games. And, you know, they're games that we really need to target. We need mm-hmm. to uh, make sure that everyone's fit and firing. Jonathan Joseph. Um, mm-hmm. We'll be back yeah. uh, by then, which is obviously a great uh, addition to have um, in, in any squad. So uh, yeah, obviously these games are really, really important, um, and you know it'd be nice to see these younger players play. But um, I think we already should have one eye on that uh, Worcester game um, after this this round of games, um, and, and really try and target
2: that. Yeah, no, I'd agree. The the as I say, so resting players, getting through, and when we get back to the Premiership, it, it's it's gonna have to all be, be all blazing. guns blazing. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Any other any other points you want to make, lads? Or are we are we no, all I'm, done? I'm pretty happy. Okay. And yeah. So as it is the the Premiership Cup next weekend, we're probably going to have um, slightly less to talk about. So get in touch with us, Bath fans. Anything you want us to hear us us bring up over the next the course of the next three weeks? Uh, we're going to be racking our brains for some features, some, some stuff to talk about. And if you guys um, have got stuff which you want us to talk about, um, any games, any ideas that you want us to do, um, then please do get in touch with us at Bath Rugby Plug on Twitter, because um, we are by the fans for the fans as we say at the start to be really nice to to hear what you think um and as i said you know watch these games um pay attention and 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 you know get behind the boys because this is a real good opportunity to see some of the young lads um which we will be we'll be seeing in the future so uh thanks again for listening um please do please do tell your friends about the podcast um all your bath rugby friends out there please do tell them because that's the only way we've got of, of getting the word out there um, and we're really really enjoying doing this um and we hope you're all, all really really looking forward to to really looking you, i hope we hope you're all really enjoying listening to it as well Um, So that's all from us this week. We'll be back same time next week. Um, And yeah, get behind the boys in blue, black and white. Thanks, Charlie. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Tom. Cheers.